0: that the God that is in this room right now that lives within you and lives within me is a miracle worker he does not change and if he parted the seas and he changed water into wine and he raised the dead and he healed the sick that that is the same God that is with us right now in this moment and somebody's discouraged because your miracle's been a long time coming and you've been praying and you've been fasting and you've been waiting this is your reminder God does not change I'm gonna sing it again bodies are still being raised
1: And giants are still being
0: slain. My God, we believe it, and yes, we can see it. It wonders.
2: the rising of the sun Hallelujah. and to the going down of the saying he's worthy to be praised. Yeah. Amen. He alone is worthy to be praised. Amen. I love the Lord this morning with all my heart and with all my mind. I'm here to praise God this morning and I hope we all here this morning to praise God. You know pastor was here preaching Thursday night and he said he was talking about where the two or three are gathered together. All the Lord needs is just two or three people together together to worship him. Amen. You can worship God by yourself, but when we have a multitude, which is more than one, oh my God, we can tear mountains down. We can move things out of the way. Amen. Because we are serving the mighty God. We welcome everyone this morning to christ Center church. So glad to have everyone in the house of God to praise God with us, those that are here. Amen. Our online viewers, we thank you for tuning in with us this morning. Pray God bless everyone uh, of us this morning that whatever... Will be said and done, will be benefit from what the Lord have in store for us this morning. Amen. amen. We're gonna ask you to bow your heads. We're gonna get right into a service, amen. And I have to ask the Lord to have his way. Father God, we love you. Yes, oh, how we adore you, Lord God. You are a breath and our sunshine, oh God. You're all in all, you are the great savor, Lord God. Oh God, we thank you, Lord God, for your fullness, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for this and that a privilege, Lord God, to be in your present, Lord God. For in your present there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Father God, as we gather together to lift up your name, to praise your name, to call upon in, in your name this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that you may forgive us for every sin, oh God. Oh God, and that you will touch our hearts. Oh God, that you will touch our minds. Oh God, that you will help us to be in one accord, oh God. I pray your blessing upon our service this morning. Oh God, that you will move upon us individually and collectively, Lord God. Let there be a move like never before in the service, oh God. We pray and ask you, Lord, God, that you will bless every person that is here, Lord God. Those that are watching the air, oh God. Oh God, the internet today, Lord God. I pray and ask you to touch them, oh God. Touch every hearts, every minds, those that are sick in their body, Lord God. We ask you to heal them, oh God, and that they will be whole, oh God. Heal them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that you will remove, oh God, any sickness, any pain, oh God. That will be a setback from giving you all the glory, from giving you all the honor. Lord God, we ask you for a mighty move of your spirit upon every soul, oh God. Help us to be ready, Lord God, that when the trumpet sound, oh God, we'll be ready to make heaven our home. We'll be ready to make it in the rapture, Lord God, for you're going to prepare a place for us that where you are, we may be also, oh God. And Father God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will baptize somebody with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that someone will make up in their mind oh god to give their life to you lord god someone will repent make up in their mind lord god to repent of their sins oh god oh god and to be filled with the baptism of the holy ghost oh god oh god help us lord god to continue to serve you with all our hearts and all our minds, and Father God, as we give you all the glory, Lord God, we want to thank you in advance for what you're about to do in this service, oh God. We ask your will to be done, not my will, oh God, but your will, oh God. Let your will be done in everything that will be done, and said this morning, oh God, as we worship you in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, church, let's give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Jesus, yeah. stop praising Jesus. You can clap. Lord, do our good, In your mercy Lord, forever. Our hands. Thank you for loving us, Jesus. Thank you for loving us, God.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Glory to your Thank name, you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You Thank Hallelujah. Thank you Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. If you'll just remain standing, we have some prayer requests. And if you have a prayer request this morning, we'd love for you to raise your hand. You don't have to say what that prayer is. Just raise your hand if you have a prayer request, whether it's for yourself or for someone. That you know, just raise your hand if you have a prayer request. Amen, amen, amen. God knows what's in your heart. You know what it is that you're asking God to do this morning. I also want you to remember um, Raquel in your prayer this morning. She needs healing in her body. Lorna Aarons, she needs healing in her body. We need to pray for Austin. Austin has been struggling emotionally and physically, and also we want God to touch him spiritually. We want you to pray for Faye. Faye needs healing in her body as well, and so we want you to remember those in your prayer today. Uh, Tanya Jennings, she lost her sister yesterday, and we want you to pray for Tanya and her family. These are people that are near and dear to our hearts, and we want to pray God's will to be done in their life. Amen pray for um um our um good friend in new york he uh, had a procedure this week and um paul brantley and um surgery seemed to have went well but we've been praying for him that god will give him strength and touch him that he can move about the way he would like and so we want you to pray with us on that And so just let's ask God together for his will to be done for all of those that have a need in prayer this morning and the names that I've just mentioned, if you can remember them. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we come together touching and agreeing. Lord, we are always in need. And oh, God, only you can ever meet our needs, almighty God. And this morning we bring to you, Father Raquel, because she needs healing in her body. Lorna, because she needs healing in her body. We pray and ask, Lord God, that you'll touch Faye. She needs healing in her body. We pray for Austin, who needs a touch from you, oh God, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. In the name of Jesus Christ, Paul Brantley, Lord God, let him continue to experience healing. I pray for Ugama this morning. Miss Joy's sister, Lord God, that you will touch her in her body. Brother Chubby, touch him in his body, Lord. Let your power from on high, Lord God, uh, overshadow them and by your stripe let them receive uh, healing and wholeness, Lord God. By faith uh, we pray today and we ask, oh God, uh, let it be so for every person, Lord God, uh, that raised their hand this morning to say, uh, I need prayer for myself. I need prayer for my loved one. I touch and agree with them uh, that they... They will get to see their loved ones saved. Uh, that they will get to see their loved one delivered. That uh, they will get their, to see their loved one uh, saved. Uh, and walking with you, Lord God, have your way today. Uh, I touch and agree with each of you. Uh, I pray God's will to be done uh, for your loved one, for your family, for your friends. Uh, Jesus, uh, will you meet us this morning? Uh, and will you exceed the need uh, that each and every one of us have? Uh, let your will be done. Uh, thy kingdom come. Uh, thy will be done. Lord, let it be so as we pray and ask in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Clap your hands unto the Lord. (laughs) Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm so glad to see all of you. My goddaughter is here. She surprised me, and I'm glad about that. Amen. She snuck in, and when I saw her, I did this. She did this back to me. I said, look at her. Look at her. Amen. But I'm so glad to have her and we have some of our family. Amen. The Reveluses. We are so glad to see all of you. Thank you for visiting and being here with us this morning. God bless you. Amen. And just, you know who I need to say, give a big shout out to? Um, some of our family in Port St. Lucie. So, you know, we have at least, uh, three people that we know that are a serious part of our church, um, in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And, uh, we have Dee Dee down there and we have Joe and Barbara. And yesterday I received a uh, package in the mail and I'm saying, what's this? You know, I don't know. I, I don't remember ordering anything. And, you know, I didn't look closely at the name who sent it to me. And then I started opening it up and I opened it. I didn't open it right away, but I opened it later on yesterday. And when I opened it, it was a nice cake that Joe and Barbara sent for me. And they wrote blessings on it. Joe, Barbara, we we really appreciate both of you and love you, and thank you so much for thinking of us and sending that cake. I will try it today. So at some point in time today, I will cut it up and dig in. But I appreciate y'all, and they're just family. And um, anytime you all need me down in Port St. Lucie, trust me, I'm on my way. You don't have to blink twice. You don't have to say it twice. Amen. I'm not afraid of Corona, not worried about Corona. I'm just going to serve the Lord. So if you need me to come down to poor St. Lucie, Florida for anything at all, I am there. And I appreciate both of you. We thank God for Joe and Barbara and for Dee. We have people that are just a part of the service in uh, Florida, in Montego Bay, Jamaica, in Canada, in New York, um, just all over the place. We have people that have tuned in way, way overseas. Um, we, we have, um, Two people that we know tune in from Guyana and they're faithful because their daughter is a part of this church as well. So we just let God do what he's doing and we just want all of you to know that we love you and we are so grateful that you are a part of Christ centered church. Somebody say man, you may be seated. We're going to have brother Tom to come and um, let you know what we have on the docket as far as announcements. Thank you.
3: long since I've said those words. One more step towards normal. <laughs> I've got some announcements for you uh, for the things that are, um, that are ahead. Um, this coming Tuesday, uh, we have a Zoom family meeting. We did this uh, once before, a month ago, and we're going to try it again. Uh, we're going to send out things to your email that we have or the te- phone that we have with the link in it uh, we would like everybody to join us. It's going to be at 7 p.m. on Tuesday the 8th. The idea is that everybody shows up and everybody is involved and um, Pastor is, is the host and uh, you've done enough Zoom so you know how to go. We have a men's event coming as well. Um, you know, we have so many online viewers that our, our goal is to be able to include as many men as possible. If someone has a really wonderful like idea for us to do something outside, maybe, But we just want to get all the men together so we can have men talk. And so we're going to do that on um, Friday the 11th. So this coming Friday, um, it will start at 7.30. We'll send a link out to you, fellas. And then uh, our next outreach opportunity is this coming Saturday the 12th. Um, That will be at 9.30 a.m., be here. And uh, we have a neighborhood that we've been visiting, and we need to go finish that neighborhood. Uh, Maybe the Lord will pull us in a different direction, but ultimately... uh, Um, this neighborhood is right near the church that we're looking at, the building that we're looking at. And so we're just trying to size it up and let them know who we are. Um, CSTI, Christian Service Training Institute, is a university college that is out in um, Chula Vista, California. We've been involved with them for now four years. There are are six of us that are uh, going to get our bachelor's degree at the end of this class year. And so uh, there's a whole bunch of others that have been involved. Um, CSTI uh, re-engages on um, Sunday the 20th, and um, that's coming up. Um, More information will follow. The big announcement of the day is to talk about um, global missions. I'm sure the pastor will have some more things to say. But uh, one of the things that took place in recent months was uh, Minister Scarlett was appointed the uh, global missions director for our district. And so, yes, sir, yes, sir. We um uh, we're wonder- it's, We have so many guys that are involved in big things, uh, within the state and within uh, New Jersey, uh, which is our state, <laughs> within the district. Anyway, uh, the big event that's going on is All Nations Sunday. All Nations Sunday is going to be on the 18th. Uh, one of the things that we've done annually is we have uh, made a financial contribution to Global Missions. These are fundings that that place uh, missionaries around the world. And um, if you feel compelled, you've got one of these on your seat. Those of you that are online, if you want one of these, we'll send it to you. Let us know. Text us or something. We'll mail you one. Uh, But the idea is is that we would love to get your donation for this Global Missions Project. Have a great day.
2: Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. Amen. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. We welcome everyone to Christ Center Church. So glad to see everyone here this morning that is praising God with us. Amen. Sister Chrissy and her family just echoed that. What Pastor said earlier. Well, we honors to see everyone is here this morning in the house of God to praise God. Amen. It's another beautiful day just to be alive and well. You know, I woke up this morning, I came out, I seen the sunshine, the temperature was nice and cool. Just the kind of September weather that we need. And I was like, God, you're so awesome. You know, but we serve the mighty God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which we can ask or even think. You know, and we so honor to to be a part of this, uh, this great family of God. Everyone say it's offering time. We want you to give a good offering this morning. Amen. Be a blessing. You know, pray for us. We need your finances, which in the process of trying to get a building and uh we need 1.7 million so if you know anyone that sit and 1.7 million that want to be a blessing to us we will be honored to you know turn the deed over to you if you bring that 1.7 million dollar um, we'll make sure you come to the settlement table and that deed will be in your name um and uh we will get that building amen why? Because we want this building to be your building also. You know, what, what, what we are here in christ Center church, we are about Christ's business. And this is not about us. You know, this is about our family and everyone that is in the community. So we want God to bless everyone that is a part of uh, our communities, those who are watching via the, the internet, those who are here in our congregation. And you see... You know, we had our morning service this morning at 9 a.m. And, I mean, we, we pretty much, you know, getting close to our capacity. So, we need somewhere we can fit everyone comfortably. And in the midst of what's going on, we can still stay our social distance And everybody can praise God. Amen. Because there's no better place to be than to be in the house of God, praising God and give Him the glory. Amen. So, I'm going to invite you all, if you could stand with us this morning. Praise God and ask the Lord's blessing uh, as we receive this morning's offering. If you need... um. Envelope, just wave your hand. Our ushers will be glad to give you an envelope. Remember, if you're paying, uh, you know, on Cash App, it's on on the screen behind me. Cash App CCC 2711. Um, CCC uh, 2711 um, for your Cash App. If you want to pay online, you can see Sister Patrice. She will take all your master debit visa cards. Amen. And if you want to come up, feel free to drop your offering in the baskets that we have in the front here. we want you to be a blessing so it's any your blessing that you receive amen so the more you can give unto god the more god will bless you amen bow your heads father god we thank you for what we have already felt in this place as we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask your blessing upon every person this morning, O God. I pray and ask you to bless those who have to give. Those who have not likewise make a way so they, can, they too can be a blessing, O God. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, that it will bless us, O God, as we continue to worship You and praise you. Because you alone, O God, we know are to be praised, O God. Bless the remaining portion of our service today, Lord God. And your anointing upon our pastor as we come to preach your word today, Lord God. Let your will be done. Not our will, but your will. We'll give you all the glory and all the honor in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Everybody said said, "Amen." amen. Amen. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: give the lord some praise (laughs) hallelujah thank you brother scarlet and brother matthew amen we miss brother josiah as well well he's off to eastern university thank god for him continue to keep him in your prayer i wanted to make one mention we didn't get to brother tom and that is our sheaves for christ virtual race sheaves for christ virtual race what we're doing is we're trying to raise funds. Again, funds are for missions work, and we're trying to raise funds for sheep for Christ. And so you will hear us, I will not ever bring anything before this church that I don't think is valuable. If it's not valuable, because I'm just that way in my life, if it's not a value, I don't pay too much attention to it. If it's valuable, I will pay a lot of attention to it. And so uh, Sheeps of Christ is another fundraising event that we send to missionaries for them to do work all around the world. And while you and I may not be able to go to Malaysia or go to, you know, um, someplace overseas, um, we can give contribute toward that work being done overseas. It's God's will that every person in the world be saved. Now, I can't tell you everyone will be saved, but I know that God will use his servants and all his servants will reach people from every place in this world. The Bible says the gospel will be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. So everyone will hear the gospel preached and you can be a part of that when you give to these things. So our Sheets of Christ virtual walk. They say it's a race, but it's a walk. Some people can run. We tell Matthew he can't run because he's running like, you know, um, what is it, Tom? Seven-minute miles? Five-minute miles. And so if he runs, he's going to make us all look bad. So it's not a real race. We're we're, going to walk. (laughs) And so um, it's $5 to enter in, and we will uh, tell you how to download the app. When you download the app, then you'll be ready to go. Um, You can do it in a flex time, or you'll do it when everyone is doing it, and um, it's just something fun to do. You get some exercise out the deal, and also, um, you will contribute to missions, our Sheeps of Christ offering. So, uh, support that, our youth pastor and his wife, uh, the Haskers, they're um, the one that's leading the charge on that, so please um, support that, uh, and, and we'll have a good time. I believe it's this Saturday, the 12th. Um, 6 p.m it it's it starts Sunday so this Sunday coming up um, the the 13th I don't know how I'm gonna do that I might have to do flex time I have to preach for brother McFarland next Sunday at 5 p.m so we'll see how that works but um, you know if you're not doing anything we're going to Tenton Falls um, next Sunday brother Matt said he misses y'all so come anyway and um, be with us so we can have a good time i want to do one more thing before i start preaching and that is to give someone their uh, certificate of baptism okay so andrew petrie we want you to come you were baptized in the name of the lord jesus christ on august 16th 2020 in the name of jesus Come on, my brother. you stand right here. they're going to take your picture. hallelujah. This is yours. Hold on to it that's 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 your next birthday that you got to always remember. So whatever your physical birthday was, that's great. But this one right here, woo, and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's the next birthday. So we've got some birthdays that we got to keep up with when we start living for the Lord and giving our life to him. so let's take a picture together, you know, social distancing and everything you know. <laughs> Andrew, don't worry about me. <laughs> We're good? All right. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. God bless you. The journey has begun, Andrew. And I see this morning, um, you have your family here with you. Amen. Stick close to them. God is going to help you to be a blessing to them. And you're going to see the great things that God is going to do in your life. God has been wanting to do some great things in, uh, Andrew's life. And, um, he's been crying out for God. And guess what the Lord did? The Lord sent him here to Christ-centered church. Amen. That is a blessing. Whenever God, whenever God sends you to a church, he will send you to an apostolic church. You might not understand the difference in the significance, but you will know one day. You can pick out a church you want to go to, and that's fine. But if you ask God to send you to a church, You will realize he'll send you to what is known as an apostolic Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. That's where he will send you just just saying. And you ask people that question, how do they end up at certain churches? And when they say the Lord got them there, believe me when I tell you the Lord orchestrated that Um, and he will send you to an apostolic Pentecostal church. All right, let's get into the word of the Lord this morning. Let's stand to our feet and turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Amen. Again, it's so good to see everybody. Everybody is out today. Uh, Tomorrow we celebrate Labor Day, the last official last day of summer. Amen. And so we're trying to all get it in today and tomorrow. Amen. The kids start school. Um, Some of you have already started, but I know our kids start school Tuesday. And it's just it's just here we go. Here we go again. Um, they finish school at the dining room table, and they're starting school at the dining room table. <laughs> That's it. Do you ever stop to think, I, I, I just ever so often, um, whether it's seeing something on the Internet, um, on TV, or just looking, do you ever stop to think that this pandemic is worldwide? Like, I'm waiting to see some nation or some country or some territory that's just like, what are you all doing? You look weird with these mask things on. What are you wearing them for? I'm waiting for that, and it's not happening. Every place they show, everybody is wearing a mask. And I thought about it. I said, and some people don't want to believe in Genesis. In the beginning, when God created, and then there was a flood. You know how some of us are skeptical? about Noah's flood now let us tarry I don't know 200 more years and we have to tell people about pandemic They'll look at us like what is wrong with you we talk about pandemic because when you don't live it, it doesn't mean a whole lot to you but when you live it it means a lot to you and just like the flood took place in Genesis the pandemic is going on in 2020 and it's in every part of the world these are the things that make me just think, man, God, you're real. You're real, God. Because we, we, we just, it just show our vulnerabilities just so quickly. You know how we think we're just so strong and we're so intelligent and we know everything and we design and create things and we make airplanes fly and we let space shuttles go up and all of this stuff. And so we think we're invincible. Then Corona comes. God is real, church, and I know you know it because you're here, but I'm just saying, sometimes you just got to reiterate and reiterate that God is here, and he's real. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, thank you everybody for tuning in, all of our family across this wonderful country, and all around the state of New Jersey. Keep the sharps in your prayer, they're traveling, and so we've got a lot of things going, but Let's continue to keep each other in mind and in prayer. Romans eight twenty eight, the Bible says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now, very familiar passage of scripture. Um, a lot of us like those texts, that text, and, you know, it, it, it sounds good. And I hope today you will open your heart and let the Lord minister to you. Um, you are blessed because the 9 a.m. service, they felt like they were cheated. That's what they said to me because I couldn't get through to it. It was so much that the Holy Ghost started just, you know, the stuff that I started saying, I didn't plan to say this. This is how come things, you know, just work the way it works sometimes, because uh, when you get into the pulpit and you trust God to just use you as his conduit, you never know how he may use you and what he may allow you to say. And so 9 o'clock this morning, I'm going at it, and God just started speaking to me about some other things. So I never got to finish what um, I was preaching, but we ended our service because you all were coming at 1030. And so the nine, couple of people at 9 a.m. came up to me and gave me the elbow. I feel short-changed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But God is good. He knows what he's doing. You may be seated. I've entitled the message today, Called According His purpose, called according to His purpose. I want you to hear me this morning. Nothing is idle. Somebody say nothing. The world is a great machine. Somebody say machine. It is never standing still, silently all through the watches of the night and through the hours of day, the earth revolves on its axis. And works out its predestinated course. Somebody say predestinated course. So the, 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 the world has a predestinated course. Here we go. Not even people are idle. The world is not idle. People are not idle. We people literally never stop working. Whether it's physically or physically or our cardiovascular system is working. When you're sleeping, your cardiovascular system is still at work, so you're never idle. So even when you think you have your foot up and you're watching TV or whatever you're doing to relax, your system is still working, you're still breathing, you're still taking in air. We do not need to wonder if we have to work also because we are always at work. The 6,000 years of continual labor and toil and travail have happened not to us alone, but to the whole of God's universe. The whole world is groaning and travailing so the world never stops working and people never stop working and guess what almighty god is the architect of such work that is going on god is in control somebody say god is in control i don't care what you think and how you perceive things are working or how can god be in control but these things are happening or why am i going through this situation i thought god loves us and i thought god care for us and so how could he stand by and let all of these things happen how could he just let all of these things transpire people lost their lives and all these tragedies took place how can god be in control and allow all of that. Well, church, I'm here to tell you this morning, you don't think like God think. The Bible says his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so the way you may see things and the way God sees things are totally different. The way you think of things and the way God Think of things is so different, but I'm here to tell you no matter how you may perceive the things that are happening in the world and around you, that they could be so tragic and so terrible and what you've gone through and the things you've suffered, how can God be in control? I'm still here to tell you this morning, God is in control. Mm-hmm. Tell your neighbor God is in control. Uh huh. Nothing is idle. It's just a matter of what its purpose is and what it's doing. Mhm. The scripture says all things work together for good. And since God is the only one that is good, it means all things work together for his purpose, for his good. So everything that's happening in this world, it's working together for God's purpose and God's good. And so you might look and say, oh, What's going on? Why? Well, you're not God. So it's not working for your purpose. It's not working for your good. It's working for his purpose and his good. But I've got good news for you. Tell, tell, tell your neighbor I've got good news for you. If his purpose becomes your purpose, then the purpose of God is for your good. If his purpose becomes your purpose, then the purpose of God becomes your good. Somebody say amen. And so if we want to claim that all things work together for good to them that love God, then we got to make his purpose be our purpose. Somebody say amen. Mm. We can rejoice in the truth of this. Wonderful passage if we love God and are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good to them that love God. We need to be content knowing that the almighty God is bending maliciousness of the enemy into instruments of blessings for us. And so I'm here to tell you that as the enemy of your soul work malicious things against you and work things to try to destroy you, I'm trying to tell you God will turn it around and what you think is for destruction and what you think will take you out, God will turn it around to make it work for your good. Listen, God is working on your behalf if if you make his purpose your purpose and you love him. The world was designed to fulfill God's purpose. We were designed to fulfill God's purpose. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 16 and 17. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Church, listen to me this morning. The devil was created by God and for God. The devil was created by God and for God. So that means if God is working everything for your good and the devil was created by God and for God, it means the devil, no matter what he does, he has to respond to whatever God tells him to do. And God ain't never going to tell the devil to destroy you because you're the most precious thing to God. You're the apple of God's eye. And if God designed you that way, there is no way he's going to let the devil will destroy you. But his purpose has got to become your purpose. And you're going to have to love him in order for these things to work for your good. Hmm. Let's look a little further. Whatever is happening in our world, it will work together For good, if we love God. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 2. The Bible says, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. So it's saying that the Lord led them in the wilderness. They didn't get, they didn't go in the wilderness on their own. The Lord led them in the wilderness. That's what the Bible is saying. So the Lord God led thee 40 years in the wilderness. Why did he lead them in the wilderness? The Bible says to humble them. Why did the Lord allow Corona to come this way? Could it be to humble us? Because the all-powerful God can stop it. The all-powerful God can say that ain't happening. But maybe we need to be humbled. Maybe we need to pay some attention to our Creator. Maybe we need to go to God and humble ourselves and repent of our sins and recognize that He's the all-powerful One and realize that He is in control. And without the coronavirus, we just still would have been drifting and doing whatever we want and doing however we feel. But God is trying to reel us in before we go astray and destroy ourselves god is allowing things to work for our good but we must realize that it's not until we make his purpose our purpose we're not understanding it because we are not trying to live for the purpose of god so when you're not trying to live according to the purpose of god then you question everything then you mad about everything. Then you start saying, how can he? How can he? And you know why you're saying that? Because you want to live the way you want to live. And you're not living to fulfill his purpose. But when you live to fulfill his purpose, you look at it and you said, this is all working out for my good. This is all working out for my good. Because God will not destroy me. God wants me to be victorious. This is all working for my good. If I'm living according to his purpose. If I love him, then it's working for my good. And so the next time you find yourself getting mad at God, (laughs) help me, Holy Ghost. The next time you find yourself questioning God, (laughs) help me, Jesus. The next time you find yourself want to walk away from God, doubting God, don't want to go to church. The next time you find yourself, understand this, uh, it's because you got a selfish motive somewhere in there. It's because you're not humble. That's why you're questioning and getting upset about what's going on. Your motive's not right. You're not humble. And God is trying to humble you so you can see what he's doing. So He, you can understand he wants to get you somewhere. He's trying to preserve you. He's trying to take you someplace. And that's why he's allowing some things to happen. But you can't understand it unless you realize You must be called according to his purpose. You must be living according to his purpose. You must be loving God. And then you can see it right. Uh, Then you can understand it right. Uh, But you won't understand it until God's purpose becomes your purpose. We're going to have some questions, buddy. We're going to be questioning God. We're going to even get upset. We're going to want to not go to church. I ain't going to church. God don't care about nobody. Why do I need to go? God gonna do whatever he want anyway. Hear me today. I feel this in my spirit. I'm just telling you, until his purpose becomes your purpose, until his purpose becomes your purpose, you can't enjoy, you can't understand, you can't embrace what's really going on. Listen, I know God. Don't want anybody to die without receiving salvation. But understand this. People were going to die whether corona came this year or it didn't, didn't come. People were going to die. And it's not the will of God that anyone die without salvation. So I'm not telling you God made all these people die. I'm not getting into all of that. I am just telling you that no, assuredly that God could have stopped this thing. God could have just gotten away. He parted the Red Sea. For God's sakes, I mean, come on now. So he could have did whatever he had to. But guess what? He said, I'm not doing anything. (laughs) And you know what? You know what's wrong with us? I said it this morning in the service. You know what's wrong with us? We think that when somebody has total control and all power, they ought to always do something about something. That's because we don't understand total power. Because if you had all power, And you can control all things. Tell me why you're getting antsy. Tell me why you gotta always do something. Tell me why you always gotta do something. Listen, God is not a control freak. But he's in control. God is not a control freak, but he's in control. And when he's in control, he don't have to react. (laughs) somebody that's in control don't react if you're in control you act and you know when to act and when not to and god desire to act when he wants and when he doesn't he said i'm not and because god is not acting you're thinking well what kind of stuff is this according to his purpose Are you living according to his purpose? Have you embraced his purpose? Because when you embrace that thing, you start to see it different. I got to tell you, man, I didn't always see it the way that I'm seeing it. But I embraced his purpose, uh, and now I see it differently. Brother Izzy, long time ago, somebody in my life that drive me crazy, I just cut them off. I ain't dealing with them. They wasted my time. Cheryl, now that I'm in Christ, somebody in my life driving me crazy, I smile and says, alright, Jesus, you're trying to work on me here. <laughs> I got some mess going on with me. <laughs> when would you ever stop and think that? That somebody's in your life just, just giving, just agitating you, agitating you, agitating you, and you sit there or stand there and says, okay, God, maybe there's something wrong with me. I would have never thought like that, but when I embraced His purpose, When I embrace his will, uh, I start thinking like that. That if someone is in my life uh, and they're agitating uh, and they're giving me a hard time, uh, then it's something God is trying to work in me. Don't have nothing to do with them. Because when God wants, he can cause them to leave my life. Woo! When God wants, he can cause them to leave my life. But if he didn't cause them to leave my life, it's me. It's me. He's working something in me. But that's like crazy thinking. To you all, that's crazy thinking. But if you're following the purpose, if you've embraced his purpose as yours, it's not crazy. Then you start to see things differently. Your eyes pop open wide and you see things a whole lot differently. Somebody help me this morning. And so God lead them in the wilderness to humble them and to prove them to know what is in the heart. The Bible says no man knows the heart except God. You don't even know your heart. So listen. Oh, man, this is so good. So, Andrew, God, allow us to go through stuff because he wants to save us. He wants us to know him. But sometimes the way how we are at that moment we not going to get a chance to know him like that. We not going to get a chance to be ready to meet him like that. So he shows us what's in our heart. So he allows things to come so we can reveal what's in our heart. So then we can examine ourselves and say, oh snap, I didn't know I was messed up like that. I didn't know I did that. I didn't know I was wrong over here. I didn't know my motive was that wrong. And so he reveals that so why I can go on my knees and say, Jesus, uh, I see now how my motive is just wrong. I see now how I'm Just, just ungodly in this area. I see now how, oh God, I'm just not right. Will you just rip this thing out of my heart? Will you remove this thing out of my spirit so I can be right with you? But until He allows some problems to come, until He allows Corona to come, you wanna, you won't really get to know what's in your heart. So God allow things to come our way to help us get right with Him. So here we go. Are we using this opportunity during this pandemic to get closer to Jesus? Because I'm 100% accurate. I'm 100% sure that he stepped out of the way and gave it the green light because he's saying, I love y'all so much and I want you to be ready to meet me. I want y'all to know me. So I'm getting out of the way and let this thing run its course uh, so you can get right, uh, so you can see your heart, uh, so you can know how to live for me, uh, so you can know how to get rid of something, so you can see your real motive. Listen to me. There are people... That's taking this opportunity to walk away from God. There are people that saying that they're allowing this whole thing to work on them so well that they make the excuse now. Okay, well, see, I told y'all we didn't have to go to church. I told we can just stay at home. I told we can do this. I am here to tell you if your motives wasn't right, Corona is going to expose you. But if your motive is right, Corona will help you to see that you're living for God, that you're walking the path of righteousness. I'm telling you, the coronavirus will expose what's in your heart. I, I, I hate to bring the news to you. So if you find yourself backing up Guess what? God sent me here to tell. Oh, feel the Holy Ghost so strong. God sent me here today to tell you. So now you see what's in your heart. That's all He's telling me to tell you. Now you see what's in your heart. Now you see what's in your heart. God is not showing you what's in your heart to make you a bad person. He's not showing you what's in your heart to make you feel condemned. We don't serve a God who condemns. We serve a God who convicts and delivers and saves. He's not trying to condemn you you but he must show you what's in your heart and so you're blessed this morning whether you're tuning in by internet or you're tuning in because you're here he's telling you see i just showed you what's in your heart so if you don't feel like meeting together you know what's in your heart if, 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 if you decide that you can just stay home all the time, you know what's in your heart. If, if you decide, if you decided that it's not that serious and that important to get together with the saints of God, you know what's in your heart. So God is showing you what's in your heart. So you can respond now. And, and and if you see what's in your heart, uh, what are you going to do now? Or are you going to get on your knees and cry and say, God, I didn't know my heart was that messed up. I didn't know that's how I was looking at it. Are you going to do that or are you going to say whatever? Oh. We say we serve a good God and we don't realize how good he is. Let me tell you something. A bad parent, their kids... Going astray and getting involved in bad things and see their kids doing wrong and says, I don't care. Go ahead. That's a bad parent. But a good parent. See their kids getting all this stuff. Oh, whoa, 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 Andrew, that's what God is doing to us. And we're treating him like he's being a bad parent. What we want him to do to tell us, go do whatever you want. We act like that's what we want God to tell us. Go do what you want. I don't care. What kind of parent is that? Do you parent your kids that way? Go do whatever you want. Or do you say, that's wrong. Don't do that. And do you discipline them and do you chastise them to make sure they do the right thing? Do you do that? Well, how much more should our Heavenly Father do for us when we're going in the wrong direction? He's trying to expose us to what's wrong with us, what's in our heart. And he's trying to get us to come to the place to say, all right, God, let me get it right. Oh, help me, Jesus. Let's get in here. And so he wanted us to see what's in our heart, whether we would keep his commandments or not. When you look for reasons not to keep God's commandments, you know what's in your heart. That's it. Come on. Come on. That's it. Somebody tell you something about the word and the first thing come out your mouth is how to go against it, how to challenge it. You know what's in your heart. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, now, I hope you're getting me today cuz I'm saying all of this to bring to your attention what you need to pay attention to. I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. I don't want you to feel bad when you walk out of here. I am just trying to get you to understand how much God loves you. And so he's showing you what's wrong so you can fix it with his help. That's all I'm trying to tell you. So God is trying to show you what's wrong with you so he can help you get right. It's not God's will that any should perish. So God don't want anything to happen to any one of us. He wants us all to be saved. But God has to get you right. We're not going to be able to live in heaven the way we want to. We're only going to live in heaven the way he wants us to. And so the earth is our practice ground. we got to get it right while we're here. So when we get there, we are just walking in what we've been walking in. And so he wants us to see Want us to see whether or not we will keep his commandments. Or will we just look for the easiest way to get out of keeping his commandments? Uh huh. Yeah. Huh. Don't go there, preacher. Don't go there. That's you. Let the Holy Ghost have his way. Verse three says, And he humbled thee. Mm-hmm. You can't reach heaven without being humble. So whatever God is doing to get you humble, we need to say thank you, Jesus. Uh, yeah, we don't. Listen, listen. I've, I've said this before. Either you humble yourself under God or God will humiliate you. So you got the choice. Lord, I am nothing. And I need you. And there's nothing I can do on my own. If you don't help me, Lord. I can do nothing. I need you. It's you that causes me to breathe, to move about, and even to have my right mind to think of you. And so without you, I am nothing. And I can say that and live that way. Or I can do whatever I want. Live how I want. And one day I will be humiliated. Whether it's the day when Jesus returned and I got to see his face. And realize all those years on this earth, I was trying to tell people and tell myself all this stuff wasn't real. But at some point in time, you will either be humiliated or you will humble yourself. I prefer to humble myself before it's too late. I'm okay. I told, I was, I, I was preaching yesterday, I was teaching yesterday after our prayer breakfast. And I told them, I said, you got to realize that God... God humbled himself when he came to this earth almighty God manifest himself as man and walked this earth he humbled himself When you give yourself to the work of God when you humble yourself and surrender to God Y'all might not believe this anymore. Y'all y'all probably don't believe me when I say this, but I'm gonna tell you this and it's truth I don't get embarrassed anymore What does that mean preacher? I turned my life over to Jesus, and I'm no longer in control of my life. So whatever happens in my life is what He wants, and whatever don't happen that's supposed to happen is because I messed up. So I either find myself saying, "Man, I messed up. Please forgive me," because I, I, I I'm not arrogant and stupid anymore. So w- when I mess up, and 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 I'll. Which we would call look bad not I look bad. The bottom line is, Sister Rape, all I'm saying is, I messed up, Lord, will you forgive me? I'm not embarrassed. You know why I'm not embarrassed? This is the idea. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when I mess up, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm mad at myself. I'm, ah, how can you, I'm just screaming at myself. Right? And I'm so I'm mad at myself. But I go before God and I cry out and I repent of my sins. And then I don't let nobody make me feel guilty. Why? All have sinned. And if you decide that you want to stand on the side and try to talk about me and try to spread things about me, that's on you. Because listen to me, because then you're not right with God. And I have made it right with God by repenting. So who is really in a bad situation? The one that's talking about the one that repented or the one that repented? The one that repented is all good. The one that's still spreading rumors and gossip about one, that's the one that needs help. So since I understand that, I don't get embarrassed. I am just giving my life to Jesus and let him do whatever he needs to do. And whatever happens, happens. I just take it. I just take it. Why? Because I know all things work together. (laughs) <laughs> this is what I know. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I know all things works together. All things work together for him. So I don't get all worked up when things work a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways it's all working together for good to them that love God is because when you go through something, you get to know God better. One of the things that drives me crazy is when God is working on our behalf and we're steady rejecting him, we're steady pushing him back and we're steady just fighting him back and he's working for our good and we're steady pushing him back like leave me alone. And so when God is taking us through something is so we can know. You know why he allowed the children of Israel to go through the wilderness? Because they needed to be humbled. So they can see their heart. You know why he needed to let them go through the wilderness? That scripture still there that that it says in verse 3. Look at what verse 3 says. I'll give you something else here that you didn't see in verse 3. And humble thee and suffer thee to hunger and fed thee with manner which thou knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread only but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord does man live he wanted them to know listen you can eat good and I'll feed you that you can go and I will show you what's in your heart and get you right so you can be humbled but guess what he's saying also I wanted you to know that you need to depend on me That you need to live your life in dependence upon me. So God took them through the wilderness so they will understand their need to depend on God as they're living their life. And so God... Don't allow us to go through stuff just because he want to make us miserable, just because he's trying to be mean. No, he takes us through stuff so we can know him better, so we can be prepared to live with him eternally. That's why he take us through stuff, not to make us miserable, not to give us a hard time, but so we can know him better. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Listen to me. In 2 Corinthians 4 17, the Bible says, For our light affliction, which is, uh, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What does that mean? God is letting us know that, you know what? No matter what I allow you to go through, no matter what comes your way, it's still light. It's light affliction. And it's only for a moment. So you might think like the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years of going through this. That's a lot, God. I've been going through this for 10 years. I've been going through this for 20 years. I've been going through this for 30 years. God said, it's only for a moment. You know why God says it's only for a moment because God is letting us know eternity is eternity and eternity does not compare with your 30 years or your 20 years. Eternity is so much more different than some years that you're counting. A day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years as a day with the Lord. So our 20 and 30 years of going through whatever we're going through is just but a light affliction. It only works for a moment. You're a couple of years, you're 10 years, you're 20 years, 30 years. It, it, it's only for a moment. And, and guess what? If you keep on going. Just know that I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you with that. You keep on going. And guess what? You'll see that the glory that you will receive in all of this, you will see that it was worth it. Those who know the facts of this promise is free from fear when you know all things work together for good to them that love god when you know that guess what you don't have to fear anything you are now emboldened to obey those who accept these words without benefit of any proof i don't have to god God don't have to tell me all this that i'm preaching to you because i know him so when you know him and you understand who he is That knowledge of understanding that makes you understand truly all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. Too many people are content with emotional response to this passage. What does that mean? We just want to keep on going. Mainly church people do this. Church people different from Christian people. Just want you to know that. So when you hear me say church people... I'm not referring to something good. (laughs) Church people like to quote this verse to feel better. But they keep forgetting that he says all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. So don't just stop at the part that says all things work together for good and you start dancing and shouting and singing. you got to ask yourself, am I responding to the call of God according to his purpose? Am I loving God the way I need to love God? Because if I don't, it's not for me. So until I respond by obeying his purpose and taking on his purpose as my purpose and I start loving him, that text don't refer to me. Uh huh. Those who love God will find themselves certainly coming to the place where their own purposes in life are changed, transformed to come more into harmony with God's purpose. Mm. If we truly love God, we can desire something, we cannot desire anything other than what His purpose is for our life. If we truly love God, we will not desire anything else other than what his purpose is. All right, so now I got to break it down. For those of you that really and truly love somebody, don't you try to do everything to please them? Why y'all let me have to sometimes get into just bringing it down to that level? If you truly love God, you will enjoy, embrace, and love his purpose. You will live for his purpose. Because anybody that truly loves somebody, let me make it simple so you don't get offended. If you love your children, don't you do what you think is good and right for them? If you love your children, don't you do what's good for them? Don't you try to obey whatever you need to obey to make sure you provide for your children and make sure all things are good for them. That's what we do when we say we love. So when it comes to us loving God, what's what's our story? Oh, God understands. So we're going to love our kids differently than how we love God. Is that what we're doing? If we love our children and we do what's necessary to make sure they're happy, to make sure they're provided for, to make sure they're taken care of, that's our way of saying we love them. If you love your spouse, you try to cook their favorite meal whenever you can. The people you love, you try to do the things that you know they really appreciate. Yes or no? If somebody keeps telling you they love you and they don't do the things that you like, let me mess with everybody in here. Cheryl, don't tell me you love me and bring me a Dunkin' Donuts gift certificate. I'm going to say, I noticed a little thing, but you don't love me. Stop lying. Don't tell me you love me bringing me no Dunkin' Donuts gift certificate. You lying? You don't love me. If you love me, you gonna bring me a Starbucks gift certificate. Talking about you love me bringing me no Dunkin' Donuts certificate. How many sugars you want? They spilling sugar all over the counter trying to put in your coffee. Don't tell me about Dunkin' Donuts. Every time you go in there, you smell like, I don't know, smoke. And I don't know what's in there. You don't love me. If you love me, give me a Starbucks gift certificate. Environment just different when you walk in. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. My wife know what the cook means. She want to make me happy. She know. Daryl. you know what to cook sure, right? Chicken, chicken, chicken. He can't be cooking her no steak talking about he love her. He knows she's not eating that mess. In her mind, that's mess. But if you cook her a nice piece of chicken, it's all good. God's purpose is the voice in every calling. And his call is to whosoever will. So it is impossible for any Christian to have been called according to any other purpose but God's purpose. We we can't say we're Christians and have our own purpose. I'm just going to move on. I'm not going to mess with you. We can't say we're called by God and find ourselves doing whatever we want. Because God only calls us to fulfill his purpose. It is God's purpose to bless us with all good things. It is his purpose to make every distressing event, every tragedy, every problem to culminate as in good for his people so we can triumph in victory and be at peace. God wants to work all things for our good. God is our blesser, somebody. Somebody say he's our blesser. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. God's purpose is supposed to drive our purpose. Your calling will exceed that of those who only hear a call to salvation. I'm getting ready to finish. Some people, when they hear God call, God called me. They' are only hearing a calling to live for, to, to be saved. Andrew, you are a new Christian. You're a believer for many years, but you started the journey officially because until we become born again of the water and of the spirit, we're still teetering on the edge. But when we come born of the water and of the spirit, we jump in the pool and says, all right, I'm ready. So everybody that has not yet been born again of the water and of the spirit, you're still casual with God. But when you decide to commit your life by being born again of the water of the spirit, you're jumping in the pool to say, God, I'm in this with you now. I'm in this right now. And so you jumped in the pool when you got baptized in Jesus name. But let me tell you this. You don't just answer God's call. Remember when you were just searching and you're asking questions and you wanted to know truth. And some people couldn't tell you the truth because they didn't know the truth. You were searching and you were seeking. And so that's where you were. And then God led you to this church. And I instruct you on what God wants you to do to get going and how to live for him. And you decided to obey and do what you heard according to the word of God. But I don't want you to think all of God's uh, uh, will for your life. His purpose is just that you be saved. You don't want to do that. And that's what a lot of people have done. When they got born again of the water and of the spirit, it's almost like they're living just to be saved. They're living the safe life. What does that mean? Doing my best to not get into anything. Just if I could just stay in this bubble wrap until Jesus come back, that'll be great. Just wrap me up in a bubble, cover me and put me in a place where nothing can happen to me. That's not what God calls us for. He didn't call us for that. He called us for his purpose, which means work. Remember, I told you nothing is idle. Everything is moving. Everything is working. And so God called you to his kingdom because he wants to work in you and through you. I have never heard a Christian said that he came to God by himself or herself and left to his own free will. I want to finish and these things just keep coming and keep coming we don't answer any call forget about the call of God for a second we don't answer any call to do whatever we want think about that Uh, I will always give you a sports analogy my my guy Marcellus Wiley talked about this the other day And he's a, he's a strong believer in this. He's always saying this, D. He says, you don't choose football, football choose you. Because it's, it's, it's such a bear to play. It's so hard and you hit like you're crazy, like you're running, you're, you're, it's like running into a brick wall over and over. It's just, you can't even imagine the mindset it takes to play football at the high level. So, so all the football players have kind of adapted the thought that you don't choose football, football choose you. Why am I saying that? Because whether you choose it or not, once you decide to join a team, D, do, do you do what you want? Maybe that's why athletes can make good Christians. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just talking. Because, because, because when you join a team, you understand, I can't do whatever I want anymore. Here's the game plan. Here's our coach coaching me up. Here is my instruction. Here's how the team got to work. So I got to work together according to what the coach tells me for the team to do well. You don't get called to go play sports and do whatever you want. So why do people respond to God's call and then do whatever they want? Man, God, I respect you so much. I love God so much because the way we treat him, I don't know how we don't get frustrated and just just wipe us off. Because he's looking and just looking like just what I just said. You all choose to go play ball and you conform to whatever you got to conform to to play ball. And my word is being preached to you and and taught to you and you're reading it and all this stuff and you're listening to it. But you're still doing whatever you want. But you say that I call you and you're going to fulfill my purpose. But you're doing whatever you want. Where else do we do that? Where else do we get called into something and we do whatever we want? But we want to treat God's kingdom like that. I'm finishing up here. Here's where I'm finishing up. In all things. God works in all things, not just isolated incidents. It's for our good. This does not mean that all that happens to us is good. I'm not saying all that happens to you is good. But what I'm saying is what is happening to you, God will work to make it turn out to be good. I shared with them this morning. On this story. In 1996, somewhere early 1996, February, January, February of 1996, I had two jobs and I took someone to the Department of Labor for them to fill out an application to get a job there. I did it on my break in between jobs, still had my work clothes on. So while I'm sitting there trying to read something, waiting for them to do something, I say, you know what, I might as well fill out an application for a job too. I (laughs) fill out the application for a job, and I did the interview. Now, I never knew what this job was all about. And it's almost like they were trying to be vague about the job, they weren't explaining it clearly. But even before then, when I was a youngster, um, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, I was out of control driving and i got surcharges license suspension all kind of stuff back in my day you had a gold card when you had a license because nobody had license back then we were reckless everybody was getting surcharges everybody got points all my boys we all had suspended license if you had a license in the crew man you were golden we took you everywhere because you had to drive because all of us had suspended license we're just a mess and so that's how we were for a long time. And so I'm paying surcharge all the time. And when you don't pay the surcharge, you know, your license good while you're paying it. And then you stop paying it, they suspend your license again. It's just a mess. And so I knew the surcharge program. So fast forward back to what I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm now trying to get this job, and I don't know what the job is. Finally, on the second interview, I asked them, what is this job? They still couldn't tell me clearly. But I said, well, I always wanted to work in an office anyway. And so I kept going. So it turns out as we started training, we're working towards the, the first day of launch, and, and we're working towards it. And we got into training, and I start reading the manual. Start reading the training book. Lo and behold, the state of New Jersey Division of Motor Vehicle at that time was outsourcing their surcharge program to this company. And I was getting ready to work for this company. The people that were all being trained, some of them just didn't have license. They caught the bus to training. And whoever had license, they were the goody two shoe that never got in trouble. And I was the only one sitting in the class, gangster. License stuff messed up, but I knew all about the surcharge program because I, my life was messed up in the surcharge program. So when they would ask question, how do you get suspended? Raise my hand. How much does it cost when you get a DUI? <laughs> and they're asking all these questions. and I'm killing it. All of a sudden I see them start isolating me. You're going to be one of our leads. I got hired. I've been with that company since then till now. Been promoted about seven times. I had just started going to church way back in um, early part of 1996. The Lord made my messy mess become a good situation for me. I've been with that company for 24 years, over 24 years. I've been with the same company, been promoted seven times. And I can't even tell you how many raises I got. God has just been good. And you're talking about flexible hours. You're talking about working from home. You're talking about all this stuff. I can't tell you how good it's been because God will turn all of the mess in your life into a good situation. That's just one instance. I'm just giving you one instance of how God can turn something really bad into something really good. All things work together. But watch this. It wasn't until I started allowing his purpose to be my purpose. It wasn't until I embraced his will for my life. Because who knows, would I have gotten the job if I wasn't going to church at the time? Would I have gotten the job if I wasn't looking at Jesus? I don't know. But what I do know is I got the job. And he's turning it around. And before you know it, in, in a couple years I was a supervisor. Before you know it, I'm a project manager. Before you know it, they give me three and four locations that I got to oversee. It just went out of control because God made my messy mess into a good. And since 1996 that I've been serving God, I've seen so many instances where my mess, he turned it around for my good. Not because I'm special, but because I embrace his purpose for my life. Let's stand. Called according to his purpose. And when we embrace his purpose, we will see the call of God should have a new perspective on your life. You should not be the same when you respond in obedience to the call of God. They trust in God, not life's treasure. When you respond to the call of God, you're supposed to trust in God and not life's treasures. God will give you what you want. The Bible says, one of my favorite portion of the scriptures, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Did you ever hear that before? It says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Listen to me. I don't have much. But what I will tell you is this. I cry sometimes of how much I don't feel like I have need of anything. Not because I have much, but I don't have need of anything. Because all that I've desired, God has given it to me. There are things that I could want, but I don't want them. I don't want them, Sister Rave, because I'm content with where I am in God. Because some of the things that I could want could get me in trouble. So where I am, I'm very content with life. I don't have much. And some of you probably have way more than I have. But I'm very content with what I have. And for what I have desired over the years in living for God, he has given it all to me. Yeah, yes, amen. Given it all to me. There's not a desire that I have that God has not given to me. He can do the same thing for you. Because he called you according to his purpose. And when you have responded to god in obedience because of his purpose you will begin to see that all your desires god will give you just give it time it's not going to happen overnight but when you get so lost in embracing god's purpose stuff be happening and it takes you a minute before you realize oh wow because god is working it out but you're so locked in because you're responding to his purpose you're so locked in that you're not even realizing all the goodness that's happening. All of the desires that you have, how it's coming your way. It's there for us. God made a promise that all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are the call. Accord. He, he gave us a promise. Listen to me. We are called according to his purpose, not our own purpose. I think many of us know that, and we should live that way. We're also called to love him. So I spent a lot of times or a lot of time today talking to you about being called according to his purpose. And I want that to resonate with you. But I'm closing up by letting you know that you should also know that you've been called to love him. Uh-huh. We need to love God. Somebody say, I need to love God. I need to love God. Come on, tell yourself, I need, to love God. I need to love God. Many of us have answered the call to embrace his purpose as ours. But we're struggling with loving God. And so I give you this final verse of scripture today in 1 John 5 and 3. Because this is the scripture that tells you how to love God, Stacy. Because a lot of times we're saying, I want to love God. Here's the scripture that tells you how to love God. For this is the love of God. What is the love of God? That we keep his commandments. So in order for you to gauge, to weigh whatever love you have for God, just look at how you keep his commandments. And if you're honest with yourself, you will say to yourself, do I keep that commandment? Do I keep that commandment? But when you keep his commandments. That's the way you can prove your love for God. But there's a caveat with that. When you keep his commandments, you can't do it grievously. You can't do it grudgingly. You can't do it just not happily. And so I messed with them this morning and I said, D, when someone cook a meal, and it tastes real, real good to us. You know what we like to say? They made it with love. God is, God is coming and going. We will not be able to tell God some excuse. I'm telling you right now, church, save your excuse for the Lord. Don't even go to him with excuse. Either you're going to do it or you're not. But don't try to ex- explain something to Because if he ever come at you and reveal to you how you've been operating and then you're trying to make excuse to him about his stuff, he will shred you to pieces. Because in our everyday walk and talk, oh, he made it with such love. I can taste it. It's so good. She made it with such love. I can taste it. So we know in showing love is showing kindness in a loving way, in a caring way. I can't show you kindness but be mean. Here. You bring the food while the person's sitting at the table. You want something to drink? You think because you cook the food, you show them love. You can't do it grievously. And so God is schooling us. He's telling us how to love him. But if that's true, then we should take that and show that to each other because then that's how we love We do what's right by each other in a tender way, in a caring way, in a cheerful way. Oh, somebody help me. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous unto us. We're doing it with joy. I'm worshiping with joy. I'm praising with joy. I read my Bible with joy. I love you with joy. I come to church with joy. I do it all with joy because this is His purpose. This is His commandment. And I will do it not grievously. And so, when we love God, we can be certain that all things work together for our good. We don't have to be fearful. We don't have to worry or even panic because all things are working for our good. Doesn't matter what's going on. Corona has been just a crusher to so many people. So many of us were sick with Corona. But guess what? It worked for my good. I had corona. I think it's corona. I don't know. About March 16th, I was waking up with shirt wet. I wasn't eating, no appetite, all of the symptoms. But it, it wasn't a bad like for some people because I got my good friend, he had it. He had to go to the hospital. Him and his wife had to, had to go to the hospital. But... I think everybody in my house had Corona, because if I have it, they all have it, because I, you know, I'm the one that, I'm, I try, I'm the translator in the house, you know what I'm saying, so if I got it, everybody got it, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> oh, you know, my kids always around me, and they're, you know, they're around everybody, I mean, we're always together, sitting in my office or doing something, so if I had it, everybody had it, but Corona was just doing me in, and Ethan, man, that's when everything was shut down. I was preaching like my hair was on fire when Corona was rolling. I mean, I was down in that basement. Y'all was live streaming, watching. I mean, a lot of people started watching then because something was happening with me. It was Corona. My hair was on fire when I preached. I was sweating. Izzy, nobody knew, but I was sweating up a storm, but I didn't care. I mean, I was weak when I was done because I just gave it all. I'm sweating crazy just preaching down the basement like it was a thousand people down in my basement. But I didn't care because corona made me say, if I die, let me die in the army of the Lord. It didn't matter what was going on. For God, I live. For God, I die. If he's ready to take me, take me, Lord, while I'm preaching. Like my hair on fire Didn't care And so I still say to you He allowed it to come Because it was supposed to push us closer to him Don't let this thing push you away from him Let it push you closer to him Let it reveal More of God to you And nothing else It's not here to destroy you it's here to help you. And remember what I said. If if you give your life to God, Paul says, I'm in betwixt a straight. If I stay here, I can stay here and keep preaching the gospel, keep spreading the word of God. People will continue to get saved, which is a wonderful thing. But if I go to heaven, I go in the presence of God forever. How do you lose? How do you lose? And so when you embrace God's purpose for your life, whichever way it goes, I win. Whichever way it goes, you win if you embrace God's will, his purpose for your life. How how about we go before the Lord and pray? We'll pray and we'll dismiss. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every individual that is in this house today and those who have tuned in live stream. Lord, I love your people and I so appreciate them. And I thank you, Lord God, for bringing us together as one people, as a body of believers. And today, oh mighty God, your word has spoken to me. Your word has spoken to us. And oh God, I pray that changes will take place. And somebody will make a decision, Lord God, to truly humble themselves before you and to embrace your purpose as their own purpose, Lord God. I pray that somebody will fall in love with you, understanding, Lord God, how they can show and love you, show that they love you by obeying your commandments and not obeying it grievously, but doing it cheerfully and joyfully. Today, Lord God, I pray that something will be different in us. I pray, oh God, that change will come to us. And that your power, Lord God, will overshadow us. Bless our homes, Lord, represented here today. Every individual that is here today that have tuned in live stream, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God. Bless Joe and Barbara. Bless D.D., Lord God. Bless, oh God, the Brantleys, almighty God. Bless those that are down in Montego Bay, Lord God. Bless those that are in Guyana, Lord God. Bless those that are in Canada, Lord God. Bless those that are all around this country that have tuned in, Lord God. And those that are here today, will you bless them, Lord. And I know your blessing for them is that they will embrace your purpose as their own purpose. And that they will love you. That all things will work together for their good. That all things will work together for their good. I pray that after today, Lord, when they read the scripture, that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose, that Lord, it will mean differently to them because they will have embraced your purpose. Because they will already be loving you, Lord God. Keeping your commandments with a joyful and cheerful heart. Lord, today as we go from this place, I pray your hand be upon us. Your power oh God will work in us and then oh God we will experience a deeper walk in you a love that we've never experienced Lord God I thank you today for all the families and friends I thank you for what you're doing and I pray oh God that your hand continue to be upon us as we go from this place we love you Jesus and we honor you oh great God let your will be done Father as we pray these things today in Jesus name so Somebody give the Lord some praise somebody thank the Lord today God is great and greatly to be praised if you've never given your life to the Lord you can do so today if you've never given your life to the Lord you can do so today we can baptize you in his name God can fill you with his spirit and you can start your journey oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus God bless you have a wonderful day I will see you soon amen Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everybody make sure you greet Jessica. Andrew brought his fiance today, Jessica. Jessica is so glad to have we're so glad to have you. Greet Jessica and let Jessica know how much you're glad to see her. Amen. God bless you. For your glory.